0: Good morning. Welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike. I'm on my way to work. Thanks for joining me. Uh, What day is it? February 13th, I believe. February 13th and all is well. You know, I guess that all is well uh, tagline used to be because sometimes things weren't well and people wanted to be reassured by the by the watchman you know the, the guy at the watchtower or wherever he might be who was guarding the city and so at certain times i guess he would proclaim you know he would proclaim the time 12 o'clock and always well um as a as a symbol Perhaps to the city, perhaps to his superiors, to the other guards, to put them at ease and let them know that he's still there at his post. Uh, nobody has taken him out, and so the city is still safe—or something like that. You know, it's my guess. All is well. Uh, we have this uh, this famous Christian hymn. Uh, It is well with my soul, right, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, uh, he has taught me to say it is well. Whatever my Uh, lot, I know the last line is not quite right, something like that, but whatever It as well with my soul. Uh, and this song, this hymn, legend has it, could be fact, I guess, was penned by a man who had gone to America from Europe, uh, presumably Great Britain or somewhere, uh, had gone to America and was waiting for his family to come, and then he got gets word that their ship went down and that they were all lost. And that ship, of course, was the Titanic. And and so he, in his sorrow, wrote this song, um, which uh, must have been gut-wrenching. It's, you know, Job-like trials that this man went through. Um, um, And yet he pins this beautiful like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll, right? So when peace like a river or when uh, sad stormy seas uh, come into my life, either way it is well, right? All is well. Uh, and that's, in many ways, that's, that's the story of universal reconciliation. Uh, no matter what things look like on the surface, no matter what things look like to us, uh, because we have a Christ who went to the cross, uh, all is well, right? Uh, for example, you know, Iraq is at war, or America is at war, or, you know, whatever country. But all is well. Uh, there's famine in uh, Ethiopia, but all is well. Uh, there's injustice and poverty across the globe, but all is well. The rich continue to oppress the poor, but all is well. Uh, <laughs> this is this is this is sort of like understanding the matrix, right? Understanding that that the world that you can see and taste and touch is, in a sense, a lie, because it continually tells you that all is not well. And yet, because we are in Christ and Christ is in us, we know that all is well. Uh, and so that's, that's like, you know, a, a reference to the movie uh, the matrix, right? And that, uh, this, this world is nothing but lies, and you can happily, happily live in this world, right? And, and believe in its lies, and still carve out some kind of an existence, but it won't be, won't be the truth, uh, and it won't ever, um, Reach the potential that the other life can reach, right? or will reach. Um, and so we kind of live in this world where the kingdom is always coming and yet never here. Kind of like Narnia, uh, always winter but never Christmas, right? <clears> That's <throat> kind of this world that we live in now. Um, But if you believe that Christ is going to sum up all things in Himself eventually, that that all things will be reconciled in Christ, uh, that the creation and everything in it will one day be good with God, right? will make its peace with the Creator, Um, then I think we can say with confidence that all is well. and maybe I can more than other people you know I live in Japan and man this country in so many ways has figured it out when I compare it to my home country of of the US. In a lot of ways Japan has figured things out better Uh, in fact I can't imagine a more peaceful place to live in the world um, in comparison to other places and yet You know, there's despair here, there's sorrow here, there's uh, a lack of hope uh, in many sectors of this society. And where there is hope, by and large, the hope is placed in something uh, that cannot deliver what it promises, right? Uh, And so, in so many ways, yeah, this country has figured out some great things and there's some really neat uh, kingdom. Uh, things that are operating here uh, and yet by and large a lot of it is based on uh, the matrix it's based on the lies that the, the world is told um, so the comfort level is high here um, and yet <clears throat> uh, and yet there's, there's a, you know, a something lurking in the shadows is the the filthy truth that a lot of the hope uh, that we've placed is is placed in darkness, right? Uh, Even though we see it as light. Um, And so, yeah, I I think every place has its challenges, uh, its kingdom challenges, right? Ways that uh, each country and perhaps people or culture uh, have to, uh, the challenges they have to overcome in which to become closer to and and then uh, instrumental in the, the coming of the kingdom. Uh, and I think Japan's no different in that respect. <laughs> um, yeah, so. One thing that came up yesterday, I'm gonna to change topics uh, somewhat, uh, something that came up with Pat, he's been reading Richard Rohr, he's also been talking to uh, his friend who is a uh, Orthodox priest uh, about some theological things and, and one of the things is the uh, the view of atonement, right? Um, much of evangelicalism is still uh, still set on um, penal substitution as the atonement. In other words, man was saved from the wrath of God by Jesus on the cross, right? Uh, God's wrath, um, God wanted to wanted to punish us for our sins, and therefore, Jesus changed God's mind about us, right? He had to change, in a sense, his own mind about us. That's, that's uh, penal substitution. So Jesus was punished in our stead, right? Instead of us, Jesus took our punishment. <clears throat> and therefore, made us look better to God, and God changed his mind about us, and therefore did not destroy them. There's so many logical holes to be filled here to make this work. Um, The biggest of which is Jesus and God share the same mind. Um, In other words, God was changing His own mind about us by killing Himself on the cross. (laughs) Which doesn't really make sense he could have just changed his mind, right? Uh, which is the other thing. If God wanted to change his mind, he'd just change his mind. Why would he need to be convinced to do what's right if, that's, if that was what was right? And if Jesus did not do what was right, then he is not morally uh, perfect. Um, so, and, and, you know, there are so many other things about penal substitution that don't work. for example, None of us asked to be born into this sinful world. None of us asked to be uh, exposed to what we've been exposed to. Um, Nobody asked for uh, any DNA that might predispose us to this or that, right? None of these things were made by our choices, right? And yet some people are born into incredibly uh, sinful families or with... uh, Parents who are who are abusive, uh, born and exposed to things uh, that they never asked to be exposed to, right? From from a very early age, and we were born into this world that supposedly is rife with with sin, uh, and yet we didn't ask for it. We didn't choose that, right? And yet when we do, it's like we're set up to fail, right? If you if you believe in penal substitution, you believe that God has set us up to fail. He's it's entrapment, right? So here's God. He he places man in this garden with all of this wonderful fruit, uh, and then he 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 says, "But don't eat that one." No, 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 right? And, And that's kind of how we all are, right? No matter where we're born at, there are all kinds of things that are not necessarily good for us that are dangled in front of us and are enticing to us, right? That please us. And so if you believe in penal substitution, you also, I think you have to believe in entrapment. You have to believe that God uh, puts us in a candy shop and tells us we can't have any, right? <clears throat> so, that's that's another, just another, you know, angle. Uh, and none of these things, you know, the big thing for me is it's not necessarily a logical, well, I should be careful about that, but it, it's, it doesn't speak to, the character of God that I see in Jesus, right? Um, And I think God's character is most visible in the face of Jesus, in the life of Jesus, in the works of Jesus, and in the words of Jesus. Um, And so, penal substitution just doesn't seem to work, right? Uh, And there's also the, the, the... Christus Victor, right, the victorious Christ theology of atonement, which means that that Christ went to the cross and defeated sin and death. He was victorious over sin and death. He he demolished that system of crime and punishment, in other words. Uh, And I like this much better. Um, I kind of need to... I haven't studied the Christus Victor... Uh, theology in a while, so I kind of need to look at it again uh, at some point, but but that's basically, uh, in a nutshell, what it is, right? That Christ Christ was going to battle for us on the cross, uh, and he won the battle, destroyed sin and death, and, and the system of crime and punishment that comes with it, and thereby reconciled us uh, back to himself. <clears throat> and so One thing it does is it takes away this idea that that man or that jesus need to change the mind of god but by seeing to me by seeing christ on the cross and knowing that we have a god that would do that for us who would who would defeat sin and death for us and pay the price himself for all sin, for all time. To me, that doesn't change God's mind about us, but that changes our mind about God. I think that's huge. And that's what uh, Pat brought up on uh, this. Pat's the one I was talking to about this. Uh, he, he had a Richard Rohr Roar, Richard Roar quote that that said the same thing. That Jesus on the cross was changing our minds about God, not God's mind about us, uh, because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? Uh, that's something that most people believe about about God. And man, I love that. I mean, that that one truth that the cross changes our mind about God is huge. But. You know, the saddest part is that not many people's minds have been changed because they're stuck in this penal substitution paradigm. They're stuck in it. And you know, one thing that doesn't help is every other TV show is about, you know, crime and punishment and law and order, right? Uh, We're obsessed with law, especially in the West maybe just Americans, I I don't know about everybody else, but I know everybody else has cop shows and crime shows. You know, it's all about investigating who's wrong, catching them and punishing them, and bringing some, you know, some kind of closure to victims or whatever. Um, Trying to. uh, And so we're we're focused on law. And what law always is is a system that tells us you have to do this or that in this or that a way uh, in order to be uh, in good standing and right standing with God. In in other words, to be righteous, uh, you have to do right things, good things. Not just good things sometimes, sometimes it's the right things that you're told to do right? Um, And so anytime law comes into this, in the system of law and crime and punishment, uh, you're always gonna have a hard time seeing that you don't have any part to play in your own salvation. You really don't have any part to play in your own salvation. I know that just sucks, right? We're such control freaks but you have no part to play in your salvation because it's already been done you're saved Christ was victorious and once you see that focus on that truth and believe that truth and walk in that truth then you've changed your mind about God you realize that wow, he really has done everything. Uh, And maybe that's what Paul was talking about, right? The renewing of your mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. So much of the church is conformed to this world, and this world is ruled by this system of law. And so the church is more like the world than it is the mind of Christ. It follows the world more than it does Christ. Because it hasn't changed its mind about God. Okay, so maybe you say, change this mind about God? About what, from what? Well, you know, What do we believe about God? Well, mostly what we believe about God is uh, revealed in how we re- read the Old Testament. If you want to know how you feel about God, let me know how you feel about the Old Testament, okay? If I were to ask you, uh, what do you believe to be true about the Old Testament? Uh, if you were to say all of it, everything happened literally as it's written. There was a literal flood. Uh, there was a literal Goliath and David killed him with a literal, literal stone. Uh, Samson was a literal strong man who lost his strength when his hair got cut. Uh, job was a literal man who lost all of his kids and his livestock and, and his health uh, who was tortured uh, at the uh, uh, what do you, not behest but uh, tortured by the uh, permission of God that God permitted him to be tortured and for all of his loved ones to be killed brutally, uh, killed, then uh, then you have a paradigm about a God that does not match Jesus on the cross. You have a paradigm about God uh, that He is um, flippant, has revealed in Job at best uh, with our lives. He's flippant, right? Uh, it's neither here nor there whether people are killed or or tortured. Um, even when it's the Satan who's doing it all. Who, by the way, you're walking with and talking with and meeting with in heavenly realms, if. If you believe that that God killed all the firstborn in Egypt, right? That he he murdered all of them just because Pharaoh would not let his people go. Uh, if you believe that he commanded his soldiers to bash babies' heads against rocks and to kill men, woman, women, children, uh, and livestock. Um, to slaughter them, city after city. Uh, If you believe in that God, a God who commands you to obey 613 laws uh, and judges you by how well you obey them or not, a God who commanded uh, animal sacrifices in order to, to quench his anger against his people, God who uh, so much so much a God who commanded a man's family to be family and everything he owned to be murdered and and burned uh, along with him because he stole some things Uh, a God who Seems to not value human life, which he created. If you believe in that God, well, then I'm not surprised that you believe in a a wrathful God, a God who must be appeased by blood uh, and who is angry, except uh, that Jesus is holding back his anger, and that's what he did on the cross. Uh, If you believe in that God, um, then you're going to have a hard time believing in the, the Christus Victor, and you have not—you tra- have not changed your mind about who God is. Your mind has not been transformed, but you are still stuck in this system of crime and punishment, and you put God at the at the head of all of that, <clears throat> right? As the as the first cause of all of those calamities. And, rules and regulations and punishments that, that follow non-compliance. But if you've transformed your mind, and you've seen a different view of God in Jesus, how I've come to believe that Scripture is both God-breathed and full of errors. Uh, how that's possible—that's uh, a journey you have to go on. Uh, it would be difficult just to lay out the evidence for it, and I think you—you you would have to have, uh, or it would be great. It would be best to have some supernatural spirit-filled understanding uh, to help you go on that path, Uh, but I have come to believe that the Scriptures are both God-breathed and also wrong often when it comes to defining the character of God. Uh, I I think that Scripture was, by and large, written by people who Doing the best they could with the vision and understanding that they had, that their theology was oftentimes uh, immature, and so understanding the things that were happening in the world and even voices that they were hearing, presumably, um, was a difficult task at best. And so they wrote down. Um, and recorded events or stories that uh, as they saw them and then with their limited theology tried to explain them. And that's the scripture we have. And so they are God breathed or in other words inspired by God that doesn't mean that they contain perfect accounts of either what happened or who God is. They contain human accounts. So yeah anyway uh, that's that's what I have gotten to that's where I'm at uh, now um, It was a long road to get here. A lot of casualties along the way, unfortunately. Well, good and bad. But I don't I don't I don't feel bad about atheists who don't believe in that God. The God who's angry who is so holy that he can't be in the presence of sin, uh, who consumes people for even touching holy objects, uh, who uh, is apparently okay with genocide. Right? I don't believe in that God either. If, if that is the only choice I have, then I'm an atheist as well. But thank God uh, we have Jesus. Jesus is a God who I can get behind who I can believe in who, who not only forgives people uh, unconditionally but also heals people, feeds people right? Uh, that's, that's a picture of God that makes sense to me. Right? It's not only uh, it's not only a beautiful, of God, it's 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 exactly what the world needs, right? So I I hope you will explore what you think it means to not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? What does that mean to you? Uh, and have you achieved that, or are you on on the journey toward that, or are you stuck? Uh, in uh, a paradigm that makes no sense of Jesus, that that apparently uh, separates the person of God from the character of God from the character of Jesus. Uh, if that's the case, perhaps renewing your mind uh, is a process that you should proactively undertake. Um, I think it will, it will, in the long run, yield greater peace, greater fruit, greater love, and greater transformation in your life. Um, and that's what I wish for you. Uh, I'm going to stop it right there. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.